What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Woman Be Healed podcast. The podcast all about acknowledging the opportunity to heal, harnessing the power of forgiveness by leaning on God and community. I'm your host, Rashonda Powell. Why do we cover up what hurts us? That's the question that we're going to talk about in this episode today. Welcome back to another episode. It is Monday, February 12th, 2024. I hope y'all had an amazing weekend and I hope this day is a great start to an amazing week. If y'all have been listening to this podcast for even a few episodes, y'all know I love a question, okay? (laughs) They breed my thought processes. And I know a lot of people say that you aren't supposed to question God, question faith, but if you're human, you know it's a natural thing to do. Um, When you read the Bible, right, you see a lot of people that God called asking questions (laughs) and sometimes God will get angry because questions can stem from a doubtful place they can also stem from simple curiosity or just a place where we lack understanding and want to know more you know you know kids walk around asking questions all day they don't know they just want to know more what is this I'm curious okay I'm a person that likes to understand and that's one of the biggest challenges with myself like but the thing is, you can't understand everything. And it's not its not something that's meant for anyone. That's why the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. <laughs> Be not wise in your own eyes. We want to though. That's why we ask questions. And many times we don't find the answers because it's not for us to know, right? I can sit here and ask God all day, why did my granddaddy have to die? I can ask God all day why he saw fit to allow certain situations in my life to happen or why he stopped things from happening. But guess what? That verse just answered all those questions for me. It's not for me to understand. There is greater purpose in every event that God allows. And me trying to understand everything that happened in my life would lead me nowhere but a mental home. Instead of sitting right here letting you know that in God everything is perfect and wildlife hurts. God turns beauty into ashes. He trades joy for pain. He trades shame for a lifted head and a grateful heart. (laughs) I have the ability to say that my granddaddy had an amazing full life. I can look back on our memories. I can look back on his legacy and smile and say, oh, oh God, that was good. (laughs) A tad boy. (laughs) Or I can look back on those things that he allowed or he didn't allow, and I can say, Oh my goodness, that was hard. And I could speak to it to a person that may be in the same situation I once was in and say, baby, God saves and he delivers and he blesses real good. So while God answered those questions, you know, the wise, (laughs) the ones where we really cannot understand because it's not in his will for us to have our own understanding of those things. We simply trust in him to lead us. We still have questions, right? And don't be ashamed of questions, but what may help guide your questions is if you examine the motive of your question and also ask yourself, you know, will the answer lead me to anything greater if I were truly given the answer, you know, or would that just lead me down a rabbit hole of greater misunderstandings? So I just choose to lean on God on what he's given me. And he said, girl, don't even worry about that. You just let me lead you. Well, some of the questions that we do have, God gave us a brain, you know, when we do have those questions, And they keep coming up. 
God may be trying to show us something. And I asked God a few years back to help me heal. <laughs> be careful what you ask for now. But <laughs> I asked him to help me heal so that I could share my experiences and also my revelations with his people and the people that he's calling to him. And when I say it's been a slow and steady healing journey with steady bombs, I mean dropping everywhere. I mean that. And I can feel like <laughs> he just says, you know, to my God and angel, all right, go ahead and drop another one. Go ahead and give her another one. And here comes my God and angel just dropping something right in my path. And I'm like, yo, what the ham sandwich is this? What am I supposed to do with that? What do you want me to do with this pain? And where did this even come from? And by the time I even think of, girl, you asked for this. I'm already commando crawling in the mud, tear-stained face when it hits me. <laughs> but God is so faithful in it because I know that it's in his will for me to be healed. And it's in his will for us to be healed and be all that he's called us to be. And be all that he's created us to be. And be our sister's keeper and to help each other along the way. So in God healing me... I can't even tell you how it happened, to be honest. <laughs> I can't tell you when, but I've healed so much. And from so many people and experiences, it just feels like literal weights just lift from me. And my heart just feels lighter. And y'all, you know, you, you ever watch the superhero movie um, where the villain just like catches the hero with a smooth right hook that comes out of nowhere? And the hero gets like slammed so hard in the ground that they are literally like mashed beneath the ground, hold up, concrete cracked, all that. That's how deep I was in a hole of untouched past traumas, things that my mind like literally literally blocked out. And I didn't even remember because I would go into these red and black phases where I would do things where I was angry or just times where I was just that depressed. That, that, that my mind couldn't even go in that place anymore. I was there physically, but my mind was so bad, I wasn't even there. In high school, I used to smoke a little weed here and there and drink a few drinks on the weekend. But most of the time, I was sober, yet my mind was intoxicated with depression and rage that I couldn't even comprehend. My sisters and brothers would tell me things that I did. I couldn't even remember. And it's crazy because I went on... Um, Facebook a few weeks back and I saw a memory from um, high school one of my old homegirls tagged my old page and it was <laughs> saying like it was such a good night and that she loved hanging with me and one of my other homegirls and I didn't even remember because that was a phase where I was just so low that nobody even around me knew but I was just you know accustomed to having a, a plastered smile or whatever and when I started healing <laughs> some of the things that were there in my mind, buried, were unlocked. And some of the things were just had to be revealed, be revealed because I just, I still couldn't remember. So it was things like, you know, stuff popping on FB or whatever. And I'm just like, wow, I was hurt. And God would deal with me either right then or it would fester, depending on what it was. And I would start feeling the same shame that I felt with added heaviness or feeling the same inadequacy, or feeling the same feeling of why did they treat me like that when I only wanted good? And <laughs> when we ask for healing, we think it'll be kind of like an instant automatic thing, and it's not. It's not like 
Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that. And thank you for healing me. Now I'm going back my business. No, it's like <laughs> your body and your mind physically will return back to the place. And God is like, now, listen, here is where you were. Do you feel that? And you'll feel it. Oh, my God, you'll feel it. <laughs> but the difference between then and now is the feeling was stronger than God's voice then. And now, of course, we know there ain't nothing bigger than God. We just make it so. So <laughs> now you'll feel it until you let God in. And that's why it's so important that when you ask for healing, that you're consistently in God's word, you're consistently praying, you're consistently using those weapons of warfare. Did y'all look those up? <laughs> you're getting out your sword of the spirit and you're doing just as Jesus was doing when Satan came up on him tempted him to throw himself off the cliff and tempted him with territory. And Jesus was like, first off, don't, don't even try it. And he quoted what God said in warfare and the enemy went on about his ugly business, but say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 5, 16 also says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But the question that has been plaguing me <laughs> of why do we cover up what hurts us? And I feel like God has led me to this question so I can ask it to y'all to help y'all uncover some things too. So I know from my own truth why, why I do it. But I also looked it up because I just wanted more perspective and confirmation of whether my truth looks similar to yours. And that's not to compare, but it helps me to relate. So I looked it up, right? And I found on Psychology Today that we cover up what hurts us for a couple of different reasons. One is avoiding showing weakness. Society puts so much on us to be strong. And it's crazier. It's, it's <laughs> much more in different categories. It's much more for minorities. It's much for, more for women in certain areas. It's much more for women, for men in certain areas. But to not show how we struggle that, that alone, it can become a weight in and of itself to carry. Like, but we forget that God says, I am made perfect in your weakness. Number two, it says fear of vulnerability that will lead us to being hurt. I know I'm not the only person that was subject to someone taking what I told them in confidence and running around screaming extra, extra, read all about it. That fear <laughs> is valid because people do that. But what being in God has taught me is that praying for discernment and trusting in God to filter the people in your life will grant only the right people access to you. And he'll start to reveal those talkers and the ingenuine. Number three was not wanting to transfer emotions to someone else. And this point was a big point for me because I'm a person that knows from experience how emotions can carry. I was the ear to a lot of people. And when I really cared for them, it was as if I took on their hurt. And it took me a while to learn that you need to listen and care, but you also need to learn how to pray for them and leave it for God because you are not the answer. You're just the ear and people trust you, but God ain't tell you to carry nothing. God let them confide in you that, so that you can let them know the source, the confidant of all confidants and the answer. 
And number four was how might, or yeah, how might others look at you for the situation or feelings? And I've been talking about this for, uh, you know, a lot for the past few weeks because this was one of my biggest challenges in my relationship because I didn't want someone that I liked and loved to look at me in the light that I saw myself. I didn't want to feel rejection. I didn't want to feel embarrassed or shamed all over again. I didn't want to relive how I felt from the eyes of a person that I wanted to see me as (laughs) good. I didn't want my person to validate the feelings that I knew, but not realizing if that person is for me, then (laughs) that person shouldn't even make me feel those feelings all over again and should respect me enough not even to put their mouth on situations that they may or may not understand because we all have different experiences, right? Either way, those situations and those feelings are yours to feel how you felt, but your feelings don't define you nor do your past actions. All in all, these four points with my added commentaries, of course, psychology today, tie those <laughs> all into our lack of trusting anyone with our vul- vulnerabilities. And this was just like a big slap in the face for me because this was literally me in all four points. And it's her and it's him and it's you. Because we will let our hearts suffer. And we allow that hurt. Although it seems covered, we let it seep into our actions. We let it fester. And it shows no matter how deep we thought we buried it. To heal, though, we have to uncover what God has already covered. God is a God full of mercy and understanding and grace that covers even the worst of our past decisions. He also knows the depth of the hurt that your family had part in or your friends had part in, the scars that you gained in your past relationship, the things that you said out your mouth that you wish you could take back and would never repeat for the sake of you getting a million and a half dirty looks and ugly words in rebuttal. But how can you even begin to know this if you won't even let God have it? And if it's that deep, you won't even allow him to lead you to a place or to a person that's equipped to handle it and give you a new mind and a fresh breath about it. I understand not wanting to trust people with it. But God says, I will throw your sins in a sea of forgetfulness. There is nothing, nothing, nothing new to God. You think God going to be shocked about what you had in? Baby, he was there when it happened. (laughs) And his forgiveness was instant. He was there when it happened. And he was saying, don't even worry about them. I got you covered. But you have to understand that you don't have to stop hiding your heart based off fear. If you hide it, how can you truly expect to heal from it? How can you truly expect to feel joy? (laughs) How can you truly expect to feel peace? He says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. And that's real. What we think we are protecting ourselves and others from may not be showing in the ways that you think you're hiding it, but it shows with your inability to receive or give a hug. It shows in your inability to make eye contact. It shows in your feelings of disgust when someone says, I love you, or in your inability to accept happiness for more than two months because you start self-sabotaging. 
It shows in your quickness to get angry and sharing it with your spouse or sharing it with your children when all they want for you is to realize how much they love you. It shows in your blaming the world mentality rather than accepting accountability. It shows in your holding accountability for everyone else and not realizing that, baby, you are the victim. <laughs> it shows in your savior complex, in your ego. It shows in the things that we do as part of our defense mechanism that we don't even realize that are, are our defense mechanisms. And just as good as you think you're covering it up, it's just as big as the enemy's life. Yep, keep it up. You're really doing it. You're really getting it done. <laughs> because he knows if you really grasp, this is not working. And you take off those clothes of shame and inadequacy and anger and depression. And you say, here you go, God. I don't want these anymore. Change my clothes and make me new. Ooh, baby, he gonna have something on his hands. And hell lost another one. Y'all know that song? <laughs> so how do we do that? How do I do that? We do that, go back to the verse, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Start there. Be real. God, I'm angry. God, I'm angry with my father. I'm angry with my sister. I'm angry with my mother. I'm angry with my friend. I'm angry with these people that I thought loved me, yet they didn't protect me when I was most vulnerable. God, I'm frustrated. I don't even have the ability to discern the people who are for me and who aren't because I was never taught the cues. God, I'm depressed because I never feel worthy. I didn't feel worthy as a child, nor do I feel worthy now, even though lots of people tell me how great I am and how much of an impact I am. God, I don't know how to love my partner. I don't know how to love my children. God, I feel inadequate. God, I did this. I did that. I feel shamed. I feel guilty and I should have known better. That's your start. And sometimes that's the hardest part is speaking it out, speaking it out to God. We are taught to hide pain, but your healing is an acknowledging that is there. And then let God heal you. Pain. We, we always think pain is a bad thing, but the benefit of pain is that it alerts us to something is off. Say that someone had stage one cancer, right? And they didn't know until they had a bad headache. So they decide to go to the doctor and they find out they had cancer because of that pain. And their treatment was effective with one round of chemo or one surgery that saved them. And some people don't realize that they're in that much pain emotionally until they start having suicidal thoughts, which may or may not lead themselves to getting help or someone noticing that helps them there. Emotional or physical pain hurts either way, but it also requires work to cure. And some pain never cures, but it gets lighter and it's harnessed in a way that fuels either rage or positive passion. People's loved ones have died due to drunk drivers, suicide, domestic and street violence. And because they've lost their loved one, programs have been created to raise awareness and form programs for substance abusers, suicide intervention, safe spaces. The lives we've lost were a painful, <laughs> a painful purpose. The scars we bear are painful, but they have purpose. So speak on it. Those hard conversations with God, have those hard conversations with yourself. And with others, because they're necessary for healing. 
And God will show you why they call him the healer. It's not always clean, but when it comes, get ready for that weight to be lifted. 2 Corinthians 1.3, Paul refers to God as the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort in which ourselves are comforted by God. Pain is there, yes, but God has purpose for it all. Don't hide in it. Uncover what God covers. Embrace healing, sis. <laughs> and I always tell y'all the spiritual things first and foremost, because you always want to have a foundation with God so that you know that you're being led accordingly, even in the practical things, right? So keep reading, keep praying, and be transparent with God. Only he knows the depth and understands even better than you everything that you've truly been through. He knows each and every feeling associated. He knows your perspective. He hears your heart. And then if it's in the practical path that you feel he's leading you, right? Don't be ashamed of, of therapy or seeking help. Pray for discernment that the Holy Spirit guides and matches you with the right one. And if that means testing the waters until your spirit finally says, hey, this is the one, then that's okay too. Utilize a journal. This is one of my favorites and one of the practical methods that I use for my healing. And don't compare anyone else's journey to yours and don't be influenced by a lane that's nachos, okay? <laughs> Until next time, y'all.